Today we look at an intriguing European prospect who could add some scoring punch to the Islanders lineup. Plus we have a listener email question and we can tell you right now Kevin Fiala will not be an Islander this year. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. Thank you for joining us today and being part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that you want us to discuss. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We will keep you up to date throughout this very busy and important offseason. The draft, trade rumors, free agency, you name it. If it's happening to the Islanders between now and the start of training camp, we'll have it covered right here on Locked On Islanders. So, Let's start with the big news of the day. We had uh, talked a lot about Kevin Fiala, the forward, that we all knew the Minnesota Wild would have to be trading at some point before the draft started, or certainly before the season started, because we know that, you know, realistically, there were cap issues and all kinds of issues facing the Wild that they just weren't going to be able to do it. Well, the Wild made their move on Wednesday, officially trading the rights to restricted free agent Kevin Fiala to the LA Kings. And in exchange, the Kings send back to Minnesota their first-round pick in 2022 and prospect Brock Faber. So we know, as of right now, that Kevin Fiala will not be with the Islanders. And, by the way, uh, the Kings then signed Fiala, the 25-year-old forward, to a seven-year contract worth a little less than $8 million per season. So, the Islanders, Lou Lamorello, not making the move to get Fiala. But if you look at sort of the 
cost that was involved. The Islanders, in order to get Fiala, would have had to have traded their first-round pick in this year's draft, 13th overall, and probably either William Dufour or Aturatu. Those are the one of those two guys would almost certainly maybe Simon Holmstrom, but one of those three players plus the first round pick would have almost certainly been the cost of acquiring Fiala. And I know there are fans out there who are not happy that Fiala has been dealt at the Islanders did not make the move to acquire a player who unquestionably would have helped the New York Islanders offense, especially, had he joined the team. But you know what? It is academic at this point. The the price was high. There was enough competition out there for Fiala, and, you know... Could the Islanders have handled the cap hit? Yeah, maybe, but it would have hampered their ability to re-sign their own free, uh, restricted free agents, and that includes Noah Dobson. Uh, it would have made it more difficult for them. They would have almost had to have traded away another veteran piece uh, if they wanted to then you know, add that puck-moving defenseman that we've talked about. Now, you could have done that in a trade, but again... Are you willing to give up the first-round pick and one of your top two or three prospects in an organization that we know is lacking prospects right now? Uh, Again, the hockey news had the Islanders ranked 30th out of 32 teams as far as their future watch issue was concerned, ranking the prospects of all 32 teams. Obviously, if you were to deal one of those top three players that ranking goes even lower. So it's an interesting debate, but the Islanders not making the move under the circumstances. And again, you know, you got to include what the cost was to sign him. Now, we have uh, a listener email, uh, and this one comes from Matt, who uh, emails and writes, I wanted to get your thoughts on the coming week. Looking at the draft being July 7th, I was thinking how this next week can be very important and telling for the future of this team. As alluded to in the earlier podcast with the uh, host for Locked on Wild, the 13th pick uh, would likely have been shipped for Fiala. Actually, it would have likely been shipped for a number of trade targets on the market. If the Islanders go into the draft and still have that pick and use it, does that say something to you with regards to Lou's plan? Maybe they are more focused on the free agent market rather than giving away assets. I have strongly believed that Lou has started trade conversations with GMs at this year's trade deadline when he came out and said he had to make hockey trades this offseason. Just wanted to get your thoughts of what this next week can mean to our future with regard to activity or lack of activity for that matter. And again, Matt, thank you for the email. A lot of things going to be determined between now and the end of the draft. And that means in the next week. If the Islanders hold on to that draft pick, and there are reasons that they should. I mentioned how poorly the Islanders' prospect pool 
is ranked across the league. Uh, that does make a certain amount of sense. The other thing the Islanders would be able to do if they make uh, a free agent move, then you're talking about money. I still have the feeling we're talking about a combination of approaches here. I think there will be a trade. I think that Lou Lamorello probably prefers the trade route, all things being equal, because you're always overpaying when it comes to the cap for free agency because you have to outbid all the other teams or at least equal them or come very close to them and then have other intangibles lined up. So you have to outbid people, other teams. And then obviously, you know, with free agency, that cap hit is big and you don't have a way to offset that cap hit unless you make a subsequent trade. With a trade, the Islanders could trade their first round pick and that, to me, if they do that, uh, Matt, indicates that this team is in win-now mode. And if they give up that first-round pick and one of those top three prospects that we've talked about, the Holmstroms, the DeFours, and the Ratus, then you're talking about looking ahead at a situation where this team could really take a fall in two or three years and need a whole lot of rebuilding before they could start winning again. So I think what we learn in the next week is how close does Lou Lamorello feel this team is to really contending for a Stanley Cup. And if they trade that first round pick and or one of those top three prospects, that tells me that Lou Lamorello thinks that last year, was an, uh, sort of a, a, a freak occurrence and that this team going to back-to-back conference finals is more of a true indication of how good this team can be and how good this team will be if he pulls off the big trade uh, and or free agent signing to tweak things. So, yeah, this week is going to tell us a lot about the Islanders, about what Lou Lamberlo is thinking But what we do know is it will not involve Kevin Fiala. Now, is there the remote possibility that the, you know, Fiala is somehow traded? I doubt it. It's not going to happen. But there are still other players out there. We've talked about a number of them. uh, And we'll see what the Islanders do. But it's going to be a very, very interesting week between now and the draft as the Islanders prepare. When we continue, we'll talk about the draft and a player from Europe who would give the Islanders some increased offense in a few years if the Islanders pick him in the first round. Plus, our Islanders birthday of the day, an offensive defenseman who was with the Islanders in the early 90s. We've got that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, NFL Futures. You want to place some bets on the NHL draft, you could do that. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. 
And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events like MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're going to take a look at another prospect that there have been a number of rumors the Islanders may be interested in. Right now it's center slash left wing Marco Casper. Casper, a native of Innsbruck, Austria. And he's playing in Sweden right now. Uh, has represented Austria at the World Championships. And it, it's kind of one of those situations where you grow up in Austria and that's not a hockey powerhouse as far as you know international hockey is concerned. Casper has been a, a big fish in a small pond. And the question is, while you look at his skill set, how well does that skill set translate when it comes to uh, him playing against other players? Now, in Sweden, uh, right now, he's been playing against men uh, in the Swedish league. He's a left-handed shot. You got to like his size at 6'1". He weighs about 183 pounds, which is not big. And obviously, like a lot of 18-year-olds, he's going to need to, you know, add some muscle and mature physically before he's ready to play in the NHL. Uh, split time this year in two leagues in Sweden, uh, playing in a total of 58 games, had 13 goals, 24 points, 27 penalty minutes, and was a minus eight. But... You look at his skill set, and he really can do a lot uh, based on the skill set that he has. High hockey IQ, sees the ice very well, and very good passer, finds open players, and has good skating speed, which, as we've discussed, is something that the Islanders need to add to their lineup. He doesn't try to be overly fancy. He makes smart, uh, fundamentally sound passes and has a lot of skills. He's got vision, skating, strength when he has the puck. And, you know, it's it's sort of one of those things where scouts are divided whether or not he'd be uh, a top or middle of the lineup kind of a player. The NHL equivalent that I have seen is either J.T. Miller or Sam Bennett, depending on who you ask. Uh, but a lot of, you know, those are not bad people to, to have a player compared to. Uh, one scouting report at Sportsnet said, hard not to like a guy who plays such a well-rounded game, but is also willing to do whatever it takes to continue improving. And one of the things they really do seem to like about Marco Casper is his work ethic, that he is always ready to work on his game and improve his game, and that is something that is 
unquestionably important uh, for any player in the draft. And you like also the versatility. The fact that he, you know, can play both center and wing, that gives you, again, more versatility. You could place him in multiple spots in the lineup. And, you know, his compete level, another scout said, was very, very high. And in the playoffs this year, he played well in his league, which means he's a little bit on the clutch side, shows up in big situations, and basically finds a way to play well. And here's another thing I like about it. He's not afraid to go into those dirty areas in front of the net and make plays there. And other than Anders Lee and maybe maybe uh, Zach Parise, the Islanders don't have a lot of guys who tend to naturally drive to the net with consistency. Uh, and that is always a plus. So, Casper... Again, more of a question because of the level of competition that he's played against throughout his career, opting to go to Sweden rather than to play juniors in Canada or in the United States. He'll certainly have uh, to adjust to playing on the more narrow North American rink. He'll have to adjust to life in North America, whether it's in, in Canada or the United States. But the potential is there, and again, you know, I've seen him ranked anywhere from 11th to 20th, 22nd even, uh, on a lot of people's draft boards. The Islanders are picking 13th. He's in that range. It's a little bit of a gamble. Uh, no question about that. But Marco Casper, to me, because of his size, because of his work ethic, because of uh, his willingness to do the little things that are necessary for success, I think this kid is going to be uh, a good professional hockey player, and I think his skill set would fit the New York Islanders very, very well. But again, uh, he's 18. You're probably talking a minimum of two or three years before he'd be ready to join the Islanders and that's right around the time when there's no more, you know, you got players who are in their 30s, your Anders Lees, your Josh Bailey's, uh, your Brock Nelson's. You know, in three years, Brock Nelson will be 33, 34. Uh, you start to think about diminishing returns at that point. So I guess it does kind of go back to the question with the first round pick. Do you trade it? and try to get immediate help to win with the core you have now, or do you try to replenish the system and use some other method of replenishing uh, the the uh, talent pool down in your system? A lot of tough questions, and we have to see what Lou Lamorello does this offseason. We're waiting on those hockey moves, Lou, but we'll be here with you. I, I think the next week with the draft, a lot of trades go down. It's going to be an intriguing week ahead for Islander fans. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. So make sure you join us for that. An offensive defenseman who spent a little more than a season with the Islanders in the late 80s and 
early 90s. So let's see if you can guess who that is. More to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day today. The 62nd birthday of former Islanders defenseman Doug Crossman. Crossman, uh, born in Peterborough, Ontario, drafted by the Blackhawks in 1979 in the 6th round, 112th overall. Just to give you an idea, that would be a 4th round pick now. Made his NHL debut uh, with the Blackhawks in 1980-81, but in his last full season in juniors, with the Ottawa 67s, 20 goals, 96 assists, and 116 points. This was a kid who really could move the puck. And he sort of got overlooked. You know, he played three years with the Blackhawks, went to the Flyers, then briefly the Kings, joined the Islanders in 1989-90, had an 80-game year with the Islanders, 15 goals and 59 points, add an assist in five playoff games. He's an offensive defenseman who maybe a lot of people don't remember that well, even though he really did put up some good numbers. After the Islanders, he joined the Whalers, the Red Wings, the Lightning, the Blues, and that's where he ended his NHL career in 1993-94. Spent three more years, or excuse me, two more years in the minors with three different teams, Uh, before ending his professional career. Crossman played in 914 NHL games, had 105 goals, 464 points, so a little better than a point every other game, which for a, a defenseman is pretty solid. He had 534 penalty minutes, add 97 playoff games, 12 goals, 51 points, and 105 penalty minutes there. Uh, so he went to the Stanley Cup final with the Flyers twice, both in 1985 and in 1987, but never did win a cup with them. We'll look at one of his better games with the Islanders at the Nassau Coliseum. We take you to February 2nd, 1990, Islanders hosting the Washington Capitals. Jim Rivnack, the goalie for Washington, Mark Fitzpatrick donning the pads for your New York Islanders. And the Isles get on the board first, scoring two goals within a minute and nine seconds of each other late in the first period. First, it was Pat LaFontaine, his 44th from Derek King and Yari Grandstrand at 14:32. That made it one nothing Isles. And then Doug Crossman, his 12th from Yubi McDonough and Ken Bomber Baumgartner at 15:43. So our Islanders' birthday of the day, Crossman getting on the board in the first period, 2-0 Isles after the first period. In the second, Randy Wood increases the Islanders' lead to 3-0, his 16th from Gary Nyland and Gerald Diddick at 6:42. But then the penalties start. Grandstrand of the Islanders off for cross-checking. John Tucker, his 7th from Callie Johansson and Kevin Hatcher, it's 3-1. Then another power play opportunity for the Capitals, uh, Dave Chizowski off for slashing. Michael Pavanka, his 18th from Mike Ridley and Bob Rouse at 13:47. Islanders lead down to one goal after two periods. But in the third, UB McDonough gets the Isles lead back to two. His 13th from Brad Lauer at 2:09. 
But again, penalties getting in the way for the New York Islanders. Brian Trottier off for holding Kevin Hatcher, his 10th from Callie O'Hanson and Islanders fan favorite, and I'll put that in quotes, Dale Hunter. Time of that goal, 14.45. Islanders down to a one-goal lead again with a little more than five minutes left. But Doug Crossman, our Islanders' birthday today, pots his second goal of the game, 13th of the season. It's an empty netter at 19.18. Assist to Brad Lauer and goalie Mark Fitzpatrick. The Islanders skate away with a 5-3 win over the Capitals. Fitzpatrick, 26 saves. Islanders out shooting Washington 32-29. But for Doug Crossman, our Islanders' birthday of the day, two goals. He had six shots on goal, which tied him with Pat LaFontaine for the team lead. And uh, both of his goals came at even strength. So again, happy birthday to Doug Crossman. 62 today. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tomorrow, we've got more to come. We're going to continue our draft prospect preview as we look at players who the Islanders may be interested in taking in the first round of this year's NHL draft and uh, ESPN put out their early power rankings. We'll discuss where the Islanders stand and whether you think they're getting enough respect from the national media. So we've got all that and more on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs and the draft like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And I do host the Monday edition of Locked On NHL and co-host the Friday edition. So definitely check that out when you get a chance. That's it for today's episode. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.